Welcome to the American Christian Podcast. I'm your host and producer, Pastor Joe of Oster, where I'm bringing life clarity and common sense to today's issues, all from a biblical perspective. As always, if you find the podcast valuable, insightful, informative, or helpful, please consider sharing and subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us today and for listening to the podcast. And you know, I was born and raised in a pastor's home. And in fact, I've been a part of, I guess you'd say, the Southern Baptist Convention pretty much my whole life. The SBC is the largest Baptist and Protestant denomination in the United States. I was doing some research, and it's over 47,000 congregations make up the SBC. And there's an estimated 13 and a half million members. Although, let's be honest, the FBI couldn't find half of those people on any given Sunday. But I've been part of this convention because I believe, based on God's word, that it most closely aligns with the scriptural teachings of Christ and the direction for, for the church. And that's not to say that if a person or church is a member of any other denomination that they don't believe the Bible. It's just my choice to align myself with them. And I have to be honest, though, it's getting harder and harder to do that, mostly because the SBC leadership is becoming more liberal, more weak, and really, really sloppy in their theology and who they choose to align themselves with. A couple of episodes back, we talked about the He Gets Us campaign. This is an ad campaign sponsored by a group of private individuals who raised over $100 million to quote-unquote reintroduce Jesus to the people of today's culture. We don't have time to go back and dissect every part of that ministry, but it'll suffice to say that the Jesus that's being portrayed by this organization is not the Jesus of the Bible. This is a Jesus that's been made up. Uh, Jesus was not a social justice warrior. Uh, he was not a political hero. He didn't come to bring equity and equality. He came to die as a sinless substitute for the sins of humanity. And it doesn't take five minutes of Bible and just a little bit of discernment to understand what the He Gets Us campaign is all about. And yet the Southern Baptist Convention, and more specifically, the North American Mission Board, or NAMB, until just recently, was partnering with the He Gets Us campaign. Now, if you don't believe the He Gets Us campaign is teaching a false Jesus, I want you to listen to this short article written by some of the leadership that was there. And this was dealing with Jesus's anxiety and stress. It reads, like many people, Jesus tried to escape to a quiet place a garden of old-growth olive trees on the side of a mountain. He even brought a few friends for emotional support. But overwhelmed with exhaustion, his friends couldn't stay awake as he pleaded with God to make his problems go away. Jesus said his soul was grieved to the point of death. That's how he described the stress he felt. He reportedly suffered hematohydrosis, a rare condition caused by acute emotional stress where the sweat glands rupture, causing them to excrete blood. He tried to cope with his anxiety as best he knew how, but like many of us, his coping mechanisms proved insufficient. This article, this depiction, this story here, is what they had to say about the account of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. People, if you read the scripture, 
Jesus did not go to the Garden of Gethsemane for stress relief. He went there that evening because he was about to have the cup of the wrath of God poured out on him on the cross for the sins of the human race. Remember, that's why he said, uh, he went and prayed, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. Let, let, let the cup of your wrath, God, I don't want your wrath to be poured out upon me. And they have trivialized this story into the fact that Jesus went to the garden for stress relief and that he couldn't handle the stress. And the thing about this is Kevin Ezel, the president of NAM, the North American Mission Board, he should have known everything that was going on with the He Gets Us campaign. I mean, it's easily accessible on the website. I mean, how could a person, an authority figure, a pastor who heads up the entire North American Mission Board of the United States Southern Baptist Convention not have enough discernment to know not to partner with this kind of organization? And this isn't the only problem with the He Gets Us campaign. Tom Buck, who's the pastor of First Baptist Church, Lindale, Texas, who's a Bible-believing conservative pastor, he went anonymously on the He Gets Us chat room and asked him questions about the LGBTQ lifestyle, homosexuality, transgenderism, and he was told that Jesus doesn't judge those things. In other words, Jesus and the gospel are all-inclusive. Saints, this He Gets Us campaign is a heretical anti-biblical campaign who is preaching a false Jesus and a false gospel. They believe Jesus is a social justice warrior. They believe he came to fight for equity and equality. They believe he was a political hero. They believe he is LGBTQ affirming. They believe he accepts everyone no matter where they are and what they do. Simply put, they believe in an all-inclusive gospel. And I've said this many times before, and I'm going to say it again. The gospel is not all-inclusive. The gospel of Jesus Christ is not all-inclusive. In fact, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the true gospel of Christ, is very exclusive. If a person does not come by faith in the person and work of Christ on the cross as the one and only way to get to God, they cannot come to God. If a person's not willing to acknowledge their sin and repent, they cannot come to God. Jesus said, many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Have we not cast out many demons? Have we not performed many wonderful works in your name? And Jesus will answer them, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I never knew you. You see, the scripture says that only the people who do the will of the Father will get in. And his will is to believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And yet, we have leaders of the Southern Baptist Convention who do not have enough discernment not to partner with heretics. We're not to partner with unbelievers. We're not to have fellowship with those who are not of the faith. I want to, I want to say that again because there are too many so-called Christians who think and believe just the opposite. We are not to partner with unbelievers. We are not to have fellowship with those who are not of the faith. We're not to walk hand in hand with those who preach false gospels. The scripture says, don't even sit down and eat with them. It says to rebuke them. Before we get into segment two, we're so lucky to have you as a faithful listener to the American Christian podcast. 
Thank you so much for your support and continued participation. And it's a goal to provide valuable, informative, and encouraging truths that you can apply to your daily life, as well as advance the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Would you consider donating monthly to this podcast ministry? Even a one-time donation would be greatly appreciated. You can donate by visiting www.facebook.com slash the American Christian Podcast and click on the donor box link. If you can't contribute financially, you can still help by praying for this ministry and for many souls to be saved as a result of ministry efforts. Thanks in advance for all you do and for listening to the podcast. Well, why is it that Southern Baptists and Evangelicals are constantly being duped and deceived and outflanked by the quote-unquote woke, demonic, homosexual community. And, and here's another sad point. Why did it take other pastors and conservative, Bible-believing followers to call uh, Ezel's hand and the SBC's hand on partnering with this He Gets Us campaign? It's not everyone that's being duped and deceived. There are many of us who can see what He Gets Us is all about. And it's called discernment, something that leaders of the SBC are obviously lacking. Kevin Ezell originally wrote that it's apparently totally okay to get on board with the woke Jesus train if it might lead people to connect more people to our churches because these ads will be seen by millions of people. Ezell did write an apology letter, but he described that they would no longer associate with He Gets Us because the message was too broad. And that's apparently the evangelical newspeak way to redefine false gospel. He finishes off his face plant by stating that they will pray that the conversations begun by this campaign will lead to gospel-centered conversations and cause many to seek to learn more about Jesus. That, that's right. The president of the North American Mission Board is praying that the false Jesus-promoting He Gets Us campaign will teach people about Jesus. And apparently... Ezel's unconcerned with which Jesus they're going to get. I mean, God help us. Of course, after all the pressure and backlash from people in the Southern Baptist Convention who did their due diligence and put pressure on him, he did come back again with an apology letter stating that Nam would not be partnering, and he didn't do enough research and apologize for the error. But again, saints, a person who walks with Christ and reads the scripture and has just a measure of discernment should have had red flags going up all over this campaign. And here's the sad part. There are many, even those among Christian people, who would stand up against an organization like the He Gets Us campaign and stand for truth and and be and label people as troublemakers. I've I've heard good church people say things like, why can't they just leave things alone? Why do they have to be causing problems? They're, they're, they're just trying to get people to Jesus. And, and let me answer that because it matters what Jesus is being taught. It matters what gospel is being taught. In Jude's epistle, it's written to Jewish Christians living in Jerusalem. And in the opening passages, the author explains that he had initially intended to write this general letter of encouragement on the topic of salvation. But instead, Jude explains that he felt compelled to write and urge the followers there to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to God's holy people. And that's Jude 3. Jude's concerned because the faith, 
the Christian message of the gospel was under attack from false teachers who were spreading these dangerous heresies. Jude urges his readers to contend for the faith against those who were seeking to undermine it and, and, and erode it. The word that Jude chooses there is, is translated to earnestly contend. And it describes an athlete striving with extreme intensity to win the victory in this physical competition. The, the amplified version of the Bible translates the command as fight strenuously for or defense of the faith. And Jude wants all believers to contend earnestly for the faith. A true contender vigorously endeavors to win the competition, not holding anything back. And, and in this case, the struggle is for the faith, which is the saving truth of Jesus Christ. The faith entrusted to God's holy people for which they must contend is grounded in Christ. He's the Messiah. He's the son of the living God. He's God with us. He's the word and he is God made flesh. And this faith is expressed through holy living to which we're all called. I mean, does it really matter if we partner with people who don't believe exactly the same thing? Absolutely it matters. Listen to Galatians 1.8, but though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. The Bible says, let him be anathema, the word says. It's accursed. Any, any person who preaches a Jesus and a Christ that is different from the Jesus and the Christ and the gospel that is in the word of God is accursed. They're in danger of hell fire. You better believe it matters who we partner with. You better believe it matters what we believe. It matters because there's only one true gospel and one true Christ. It matters if we get the gospel right because a false gospel and a false Christ cannot save anyone. And so the question is, do we have enough discernment? Are we willing to stand for the faith? I tell you, times are getting tougher. The attacks against Christian people are coming great, uh, more and more. Great, they're getting greater and greater. They're going to become more frequent. Are you willing to stand? And listen to me very carefully. If you're not willing to live for Jesus when things are easy, you certainly won't be willing to die for him when things are tough. Oh, that we would be the people who earnestly contend for the faith, that we only partner with people and we only walk with people who are in agreement with the scripture. Amos 3.3, 3, he even says, how can two walk together unless they be agreed? And the answer is they can't, especially over important matters, eternal matters, of the gospel in Christ. Oh, let me pray for you today. Father, thank you for your good word. And, and, and I pray that you would give us discernment to have our uh, senses exercised to discern good from evil and that we would apply the word to our life, that we would know what the word says so we would know the true Jesus when it's preached and know the true gospel. And Father, we would immediately, if we know the word, know when someone's preaching a false Christ and a false gospel. Oh, would you help us to be able to know the difference? 
That only comes through relationship with Christ and by studying his word and penetrating our hearts and having us to memorize it and know it. Oh, would you help us to be those kind of people, to be like Jew, to earnestly contend for the faith. Father, would you help us? Grow us, use us, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast. You can listen to new episodes every Tuesday and Friday, wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you'd be interested in partnering with the American Christian Podcast so we can continue to deliver biblical truth, you can donate by visiting www.facebook.com forward slash the American Christian Podcast and you can click on the donor box link. You can also email me at the American Christian Podcast at gmail.com. And until next time, remember 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 that says, Be sober and be vigilant, for your adversary the devil walks around as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Until next time, God bless you.